You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Fly the W Podcast. And uh, in this one, we have been talking about the Ricketts Revenue Stream. But in this segment... Uh, Crowley is going to talk to former Cubs All-Star Ryan Dempster about the Innings Festival. It's a can't-miss spring training celebration for music lovers and passionate baseball fans in Arizona and in Florida. And don't forget, don't forget to download, review, subscribe, and most importantly, listen and like the Fly the W podcast. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, we have former Cubs All-Star front office executive, analyst, and host of the Off the Mound show at CubsCon and Marquee Sports Network, Ryan Dempster. Ryan, that is quite the resume. I couldn't even get it out in one breath. How do you find time to do all this? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of scheduling. I always said that the further out I am, the better. As you know, we were, we were actually going to do this yesterday, but um, you just get um, things happen and I got, you know, kids going all over the place. I got everything from 17 year old, soon to be a 17 year old, all the way down to, uh, you know, a six month old. So between that and baseball and season and shows and all kinds of stuff, it's a busy life, man. Yeah. yeah you, no downtime for you, man. No <laughs> off season for you. So Cubs convention returned for the first time since 2020 and you've become an important part of the convention since 2015 when you had the first ever off the mound. Did you know it was going to be as beloved part of Cubs con after it debuted? No, I didn't. Um, you know, just having the idea of doing something that we can kind of, you know, show the fans a little lighter side of the player. Um, sure. We ask baseball questions, but it's a little bit more personal and connecting the fan you know, I mean, that's the life we live nowadays with social media and everybody's kind of interconnected or directly connected. And, um, you know, so when we did the first one, it was like, great. And then we brought the band into the fold and really started to turn into kind of a late night talk show type feel. Um, it's It's been a ton of fun, you know, and obviously missing it for um, for a couple of years there really was a bummer. But to be able to bring it back this year and, and put on an unbelievable show, I mean, the production that Marquis did to be able to you know, put that show together visually. And then um, the guests that we had and being able to introduce new guys like Bellinger and Swanson and, you know, just to kind of do it all the way we did was it's been a ton of fun. And and I see it when I look out, right. I, I see you, I see the people, I see people in the, in the audience and everybody's got a smile on their face and it's, it's a really, really fun time. Yeah. You know, Cub fans are a particular bunch, especially when it comes to Cubs con. And when something new pops up, it's almost like, Oh my God. And I remember that first time I was like, how's he going to do? And then, it just turned out to be an absolute blast. And, and like you said, just uh, all sorts of moments that came out of it. The, the St. Louis is boring. I remember, you know, the beer pong, all that stuff. And so it was kind of, you know, interesting because like you said, you know, for, you know, when it debuted 2015, 16, 17, all the way to 20, you know, you had the familiar faces, the Rizzo's, the Bryant's, the Jay Hayes, all those guys, Javi. 
Um, this was interesting because there was so many new faces. Did you feel like it went pretty easy with, with a lot of the new guys? Yeah, you know, just having a couple conversations beforehand with them and, and, and just getting a feel a little bit um, of, of who they were before we even get into the interview. You know, for me, it was a treat to be able to have Pat Hughes on there, obviously with him, you know, getting the Ford C. Frick Award this year and going to the Hall of Fame and, um, you know, the, the new players, it, it is awesome because it is a new generation, right? Like we had this window where we had the same guys and and part of you sad because they're gone. Uh, part of you or me, you know, it's like I grew friendships with these guys. You know, I, I, I lived it kind of right next to them, you know, not on the field, but right beside them as they were going through it. Um, but I just try to smile and remember that those are great memories that nobody can ever take away from me. And now you have a new wave. You have new players. You have new people that um, – you know, uh, are going to be here to try and hopefully create some of those same memories that the other guys did. And so it was really special to kind of turn the page and, and welcome a new kind of era of the Cub ball player and, and what we're going to be accustomed to seeing out there. So a lot of fun. And, and I tell you, like for all the fans that were there and have a good time, I'm having just as much fun in my seat. It's fun making the show, producing the show, putting it all together, um, you know, and then capping it all off with some wine pong at the end of the night was a blast. <laughs> I was going to say, Marquis upgraded the uh, production value. You know, you went from beer pong to wine pong. So, <laughs> all right. So, the, the reason I invited you, especially, I love having you on anyway, but, um, you know, pitchers and catchers, are, or I'm sorry, position players report on Monday. And this weekend coming up is the Innings Festival. Now, if Woodstock was three days of peace, love, and music, then Innings Festival is two days of music, baseball, food, and beer. Tell the listening uh, the listeners what the inning festival is all about. Yeah, it was a really just a, a, a brilliant idea by Tim Sweetwood. Um, he runs the festival. Um, Tim had this idea. He loves baseball and he loves music. Um, and you know, how do we merge these two things together? Because they've been together forever, right? Like if you think about it, from organs at the ballpark to the seventh inning stretch, you know, and you know, the, and you're, you're in the minor leagues going around watching games and you're going to hear, you know, center field blasting through this, the ballpark as the boys take the field and all that kind of stuff. And so it's such an integral part of the game, you know, walk up songs and all this. And he's like, why don't we merge these two things together now, primarily a music festival because you have, you know, major acts like, you know, this weekend coming up, it's going to be Green Day and Weezer and, you know, the Black Crows. And then, of course, on Sunday, you got Marcus Mumphrey, you got Eddie Vedder, you got, you know, massive headliners, you know, um, rock stars. Um, but on the left field stage, the way that the festival set up, you have like a home plate stage uh, right along the water in Tempe at the Tempe Beach Park. And then you got another stage, the right field stage, which is kind of, you know, feels probably about a mile away, but it's way down there. And and those two go on an offset. Well, in between, you have the left field stage, which is where our show off the mound sets up. And it's right on a baseball field. And the activations there are so much fun. You got batting cages, you got pitching machines, um, pitch clock where you can time your, you know, how, how hard you throw. Um, you got uh, pits where you can dive in and catch a ball and they catch it on camera. And you got, you know, VR stuff set up, all kinds of different activations. Whereas a baseball fan, you love it. We had the idea, let's bring off the mound there. Um, and I approached him about it. He's like, this is great. And so we do a couple shows on Saturday. We do one show Sunday where, you know, we're having this year, our guests are, um, we got Peter Gammons. We got, um, we got, uh, you know, Mike Cameron, we got Chris Chelios, we got Eddie Vedder, we got, uh, uh, Jake Peavy, Randy Johnson, all these guys at different points throughout the weekend coming up, telling stories, but really that's highlighting even more important than that. 
their passions away from baseball, you know, like what they do. And you see how talented some of these guys are. It's, it's probably, it's pretty unbelievable, man. Like a guy like Jake Peavy. I mean, this guy opened for Willie Nelson not too long ago, you know, like when's a Cy Young in 07, you know, a couple of times won a world series and, and now he's, you know, he's turned himself into a real life rock star. So it's, it's a blast to be able to show that to the fans. They can connect, get autographs. You know, the guys make appearances at the cages so they can take pictures with the people there. And it's really, really a bang-up festival and, uh, and you know, one of my highlights of the year. Now, talk about the food at Innings Festival because I think that's one of the overlooked parts of the festival. I went to the festival in 2020. Here's me sitting in a giant glove in Arizona. But I was I was amazed at the, at the food. Like, you know, I'm thinking like hot dogs and pizza slices. You know what I mean? It was not that. <laughs> No, they they do it upright. It's it's finding the right vendors and and bringing in you know highlighting maybe maybe a chef wants to bring in something a re- couple really good restaurants around town. It's it's good food. It's you know you got the Tito's brings in their their uh, Gulf or what Gulfstream their Airstream the big trailer where they do craft cocktails and you have like you know you're going there you're you're leaving with good good people. Good, great music and great food and great drinks. Like it's, it's a good time. And and one thing that Tim does that I love, Tim's also a big fan of, of Disney, right? He grew up loving Disney and he always marveled at how, when you go to Disney world, everything's so clean and all the people are so friendly. So at this festival, you know, knock on wood now, if, you know, this is going to be my, you know, I think sixth festival now doing it. There, it is the friendliest, man. Like the, the staff is friendly. You leave there at night when it's all over. It's seamless. Everybody's got a smile on their face and everybody just comes there for the same purpose to have a good time, um, to have a couple drinks, to have some good food and to listen to, you know, Hall of Fame musicians go out there and rock it out and stop by the left field stage and see off the mound and see Hall of Fame baseball players and legends of the game. So it is just honestly like you can't go wrong and, and hence the reason why saturday's a sold out show sunday's almost a sold out show and people want to go it's the place to be yeah there's an old saying that what athletes want to be rock stars and rock stars want to be athletes so uh, i think it's interesting that there is that that merge there because those are my two favorite things is music and baseball and and i love the ball players that uh, you know have appeared over the years you know you've had rick sutcliffe so anyone who's been to cubs con knows such a hoot uh, you've had Miggy out there, or Lou Pinella. So there's a Cubs connection. But like you said, also Roger Clemens, Jake Peavy, Tim Raines, just a, just a whole whole group of guys that are just absolutely unbelievable. And they do show that. And, and you talked about Pete Gammons. Peter Gammons can play too. Yeah, I mean, this guy, like, you know, you want to talk about playing the guitar. This guy's played with Buddy Guy, Derek Trucks. You know, like he he's done the All Star Jams every year for Theo's event, and um, he he really does. He's got his own album. I mean, this is a guy that's been covering the game. I mean, he was Yaz's personal shagger. You know, back in Boston, <laughs> the day when Yastrzemski would take early batting practice, Gammons is out there sh- shagging balls, and you know, and he gets up there and he's you know knows the game as much as anybody. So I'm really looking forward to that one, having him talk you know stories and sharing those moments. Maybe we'll get a guitar in his hand and he he can shred something up there, but it's it's fun to be able to kind of to show that you know because and i'm the same way like i'm a fan of the game and i'm you know obviously an ex-player so i i get the you know the player idolization part of it all um because i did that when i was a kid and i still do to this day when i see certain players but i think humanizing them has been the whole point of off the mound is you know we we live in a world with fantasy sports right and and betting on sports and then we learn to hate a player because he he screwed up a game and 
And the reality is, is they're just humans, right? Like they just, they put their pants on one leg at a time. Um, it's the same thing. So when we can show that and that interaction, you know, a perfect example, my uncle couldn't stand Roger Clemens. Didn't like Roger with all the history of what went on there. And I, and he came to one of the shows a couple years ago and Roger Clemens was on there. And he, after the festival, my uncle Russ, he's like my biggest fan been following me around my whole career. He said, it totally changed my opinion of Roger Clemens. Like, and that's what I'm looking for because he's a human, you know, like sports are sports, man. They come and go, but that, that was pretty cool. I'm going to laugh because I have my own personal example of this. And you know where I'm going with this is that <laughs> this was on marquee. I was sitting there and you know me, I watch marquee 24 seven. I click it on there and there's dump at, at the innings festival. And who are you on stage with my nemesis, AJ Perzinski. Now, <laughs> l- let me just say two things. Number one, I was at the game that AJ and Barrett that I was at the South side at that game when, when AJ and Barrett, get into it right AJ uh, uh Barrett punches AJ and there's a big melee going on and guys are getting tossed and didn't John Mabry get to, get get a uh, get thrown out for he, some reason <laughs> he got and he got thrown around from behind by Brian Anderson actually really messed up Mabes but Mabes got thrown out he's like I didn't do anything how did I get thrown out <laughs> I remember so I that was- and then to make it worse is that uh, Przinsky in the ninth inning, Przinsky always talks smack about the Cubs. I mean, that's just his personality. But then he hits a, a game-winning he- uh, three-run homer off you, I think, uh, at Wrigley, right? Yeah, well, that was before. That was before or after that. Yeah, he yeah. Did a, I had two out, nobody on. It was a, a little base hit, infield base hit, then a walk, and then I hung a slider and he hit it. Still to this day, I, I said it on the show, it's the worst, worst moment of my career. A three-run home run to A.J. Przinsky at Wrigley is like hands down. I just like, it's worse than my entire 2000 and, and, uh, and three season where I had Tommy John. That's how bad it was. Well, I will tell you that I hated him less. I disliked him less after seeing you guys having fun on <laughs> the stage, but, but Demp, I do still have this. It's getting framed. It is a 16 by 20 signed by Barrett and Przinsky of that punch from that day. So it is going on my wall. But but like I said, I, I learned it. to hate him a little less on there. Um, the music, is Tim the guy that picks out all the artists? Do you ever have any uh, input on, on that? It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. No, like, yeah, we talked, but like, that's him, man. He he really, you know, he's obviously got relationships with different festivals he does throughout the the country, but um, bringing these guys in and just kind of, you know, uh, finding a, a genre or an area and trying to hit that, you know, this is kind of a little bit more nostalgia, right? You got like the black crows and offspring and Weezer, you know, generation generationally, it's a little bit more probably my high school years type thing. And then, you know, we go to Florida and you get a little bit more mainstream with, you know, although you have Dave Matthews, but you got like pit bulls down there. Like you got all these different kind of uh, ways that he goes about it and, and just trying to find, you know, Obviously, what will sell, that's the most important part. You want a full house in there um, and, and really good musicians and people who get it. You know, I think that's like one of the nice things, too, is, you know, the, the bands that get it every time backstage in the backstage area. There's a big, huge section where all the trailers are set up for every and guys are out there mingling around and they're all so friendly and so nice. And 
they're there for the same reason. They're there, um, you know, to make sure their fans have a good time and, and put on a good show for them. And they're, and they're nice people. And, and I think Tim really stresses that he's, he's one of the nicer guys I met. And, um, you know, he really tries to uh, bring that with the people that are there, not only the musicians, but the, the athletes as well. Now, one of the headliners you have this weekend coming up is Eddie Vedder. And, and there isn't a Cub fan alive who doesn't know Eddie's connection to the Cubs. How much fun does that make it for you to have that Cubs slash rock star connection with Eddie that he's able to kind of, you know, for Cub fans, it always feels like he's one of us. Yeah, well, he is. You know, it's funny, man. I've, I've been to plenty of games with Ed. Um, when he's in that moment, he walks in that ballpark, he, he automatically reverts to that little kid that went to that first game at Wrigley with his grandfather, you know, and, and he just is a baseball fan. He keeps score. He uses a scorecard and keeps score. Um, he's into the game, you know, he follows throughout the season, um, you know, all the way dating back. I remember Joe Madden was daily texting him the lineup, um, <laughs> daily as to what the lineup was and him and Rossi have that same friendship and relationship. And it's like, what's going on with the team? And, and he really, really loves it. He goes, he's gone to Randy Hunley's fantasy camp multiple times. You know, he, he has a, the warehouse in Seattle where he's got a batting cage and he loves to hit and he loves to just be around the game. And I think for him, it's a nice detachment from, you know, the lifestyle of a rock star to just be a fan and be a fan of something that he loves. And, and he's passionate about his Cubs and um, he really, really cares. So it's going to be fun to have him, you know, come both for the show on Saturday. We, he's going to do the, the late show on Saturday and then obviously his performance on Sunday night. And, um, you know, it's funny, a funny story about that. So a couple years ago when he did the festival, he, he did the solo show and he said, Hey, you know, maybe cup, some of you guys could come up on stage at the end of the show and we're going to do hard sun and you guys can just do the, you know, the harmony part of it. And so we get up there and, uh, and you don't really like know the true impact of, of what that feels like to be the rock star when you look out there and there's, you know, 20,000 fans screaming at you and, and he's singing hard sun and he's, he's got the guitar, right. And these veins are popping in his neck and he's looking at us. Like he's got this face, like, let's go, you know, like get into it, you know? And I'm like, I'm scared shitless, dude. I'm like, <laughs> Holy cow, dude, this is intense, you know? And it's just like, you really see how much he pours energy wise into like giving it, that's his number one goal when he walks out there on that stage. And yeah, I just, obviously we're, we're really good friends and um, you know, have developed a great relationship over the years, but uh, you know, I, I enjoy his love of baseball and I think he enjoys my love of music. Now, unfortunately COVID canceled the 2021 innings festival, but when it came back in 2022, that's when you added the second location in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually 2020, we were the last festival in the world. Yeah. Um, that, that went off because shortly after that, like literally like 10 days after that, the world shut down. And then, and then Tim had the idea of, uh, of doing uh, Tampa and a little different dynamic, you know, your setup wise is a little different as far as the way the stages are, um, you know, an incredible uh, festival again, though, but you're right there in the Raymond James parking lot next to the Yankees complex next to the Bucks stadium. And, um, and, and a fun time too. And to be able to do it in both places, you know, I think personally, just like, I think Arizona is a little better because you have all these teams and all these fans from all these baseball teams in one kind of area in yeah. Scottsdale, Phoenix area, a Mesa area, all that. It's all real close. Florida is a little bit more spaced out. So it's harder to get everybody over there, but still a good festival. Yeah, and, and 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 this was a picture from that innings festival in 2020. So, like you said, I, I was there. I was there Saturday, Sunday, 
I came home and about like a week, like you said, a week to 10 days later, everything was shut down. So the innings festival in Arizona, you said there are still a few tickets for Sunday. Saturday is sold out and, and Green Day is absolutely one of the best acts I've ever seen. I've seen them at Wrigley, uh, Weezer. And, and so there's still tickets for Sunday. And so that's this weekend. And then the date is, and then you have Imagine Dragons, Weezer, Pitbull in Florida. And are there still tickets available for that show? Yeah, still tickets available in Tampa. Um, I think Sunday's filling up pretty fast. Both Saturday and Sunday are are going good, but still tickets available there. Just just like it was in you know in Arizona when we first started doing this, and Tim really first kicked off the festival and got it going. Um, you know, it, it takes a while to kind of gain that reputation, and you know now Arizona everybody knows about it. People actually plan their vacations around it because you think about this on Saturday, you can go to opening day of Cubs spring training at Sloan Park watch an entire game and then get over and watch green day at night. As well as some of those other acts, you can come over to the left field stage and watch off the mound. Like you can make the most unbelievable Saturday, you know, for spring training and, and it's really, really awesome. And so, um, yeah, just go to innings Tickets are still available. Follow on Instagram. We were always plugging it out there. If you're down in Tampa in the third weekend of March, man, come, come on out. Cause it's a blast. Speaking off the mound, when, when are we going to get some new episodes of that on marquee? Yeah, well, the nice part, too, is we'll, we're going to tape all of these ones um, down in AZ, so we'll cut those into shows as well and, um, and bring that out and, um, and show, show a little bit more, right? The ability to show some other, some other guys out there and um, some connections in there. Like I said, having Chelios. I'm going to try and get Chelios. You know, we, do, we like to be interactive, as you know, at Off the Mound and, and do fun things. And we've done uh, the Hall of Fame Home Run Derby where we hit balls um, off the tee. Jim Tomey did it. Um, Johnny Gomes did it where we hit the balls over the fence. Well, we're going to get Chelios. We're going to get a hockey stick and see if we can get him to fire some shots over. But, you know, given I look at the totality of 26 years of how many goals that is, if it's if we do target practice, he might not be good. But if it's cross-checking somebody in the back or fighting him in the corner, I think that Chelios will win hands down. So it'll be a, be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. I know you love your hockey as well. Are you going to maybe give a couple of shots or no? <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, I, got a, I got a nice – cozy little wrist shot that floats in there you know nothing that's going to beat a goalie but if you need me to dump it into a corner i can do that all right ryan i you know before we let you go i gotta ask 2023 off-season projections for the season we've we've, we've been talking about pakoda and their 70 70 77 wins when you look at this team that jed and carter and, and the rest of the organization has put together what would you tell cub fans to kind of you know as far as your expectations for the upcoming 2023 season yeah, I, I think that, like, honestly, like, when I look at it, I think there's a chance to win the division. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be tough, obviously, right? Like, they're always tough. That's just how it is. Um, I think Milwaukee has starting pitching that's going to keep them in games. And, and you know, there's a, the, the Reds are, you know, kind of in that rebuild mode. Um, the Pirates are always in a rebuild mode. But <laughs> um, – I look at additions, you know, and it's hard to judge last year because especially September when you have, you know, a winning streak and the guys played really well, they, they managed the bullpen really well, but that does give you a lot of positive signs. Then you go get Jamison Tyon, you get Cody Bellinger on a one-year deal, which I think is a great move. You get Dansby Swanson, proven winner, gold glover, you know, all-star MVP type candidate player up the middle. Um, and you add all these other little pieces along the way, you know, getting a guy like Michael Fulmer and Tucker Barnhart and all these little things that you do, you just create depth. And then you have these young players that were already coming 
hey man, you might be in AAA again and, and you might be insurance or you might make a team. You might, we never know what's going to happen. As a player, when those Pagoda, 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 who cares how you say it, and they come out, we laugh at those because it's like, you don't know. I mean, you can predict it. We get it. There's data that says this is how this person's going to be. But if guys have above average years, now all of a sudden you go from 77 to 87 or you go to 77 to 89 wins or 90 wins and you're in the playoffs. And, and it doesn't matter. You just go out there. If you're coached well, which they are, and you got leaders on that club, which they do, then you have accountability and then you have the ability to just go out there and play the game. And, and it really, it, it doesn't matter. And so I think they have a chance to win the division. I truly believe that. I'm not blowing smoke. I mean that. I said it before those ratings ever came out. Right. I think, you know, I, I echo what Cliff Floyd said. At 77 wins would be a failure for this team because they're better than that. They, these guys are good baseball players, and I think they're going to prove that. I agree 100%. I, I, I want to ask you as a player, former player, new rule, pitch clock, how do you think you would have adapted or would you have enjoyed having that pitch clock there with you? I wouldn't have needed it. I needed it later on in my career because I needed to take deep breaths so I could get it over 90 again, you know. <laughs> but um, – when I was younger, you know, especially most of my career, and, and for the most part, like, I worked pretty quick. Like, as far as, you know, when the last out's made, I'm out on the field throwing warm-up pitches. I can't tell you how many times I was waiting on a position player to get to where they needed to be so we could start the inning. Like, uh, commercial break's coming back, and I'm just like, I've already thrown my warm-up pitches. Let's go. I believed in action. Let's work. Let's throw. You know, I, I, I went down the baseball reference page, and there's a lot of two-hour games in that, those games I threw. Um, I just, I liked that. I think it promotes a lot of things. I think it promotes guys swinging the bat. I think the more guys are throwing on a regular basis quickly, that the more strikes they throw. Um, there's a lot of good things that come out of the pitch clock. So for me, I, I love it. Um, I, listen, I could go to Wrigley Field and watch six hours of baseball. I love baseball. This isn't about the length of the game. It's about the pace. How fast is it moving? How much action is there is? Nowadays, you go to a game, I can get up, I can go to the bathroom, get a beer and a hot dog and come down back to my seat and nobody's been on base and nobody's hit the ball. The ball. Like Nothing's happened because that's just the game we're playing and I think it's really going to promote a lot of action. I watched it in the minor leagues um, when I was down there um, and so I think that it's going to do the same thing at the big league level. I 100% agree, Ryan. I thank you so much for your time um, and, and obviously people can follow you on Marquee. You're on Twitter, and, and you want to give out your Twitter handle for yourself, the show, and the Extra Inning Festival? Yeah, actually, I, the big follow, if you go Dempster4646 on Instagram, I uh, I, I took a little uh, a Twitter break for a little while, so I'm on a hiatus. I don't know when I'm going to come back. It has nothing to do with the verified blue check. I just <laughs> I just took a little break for a little while. So, But, yeah, if you go to Instagram, follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting stuff that's going on, especially when it comes to off the mound. Um, and, uh, and you can also follow innings best on, on Instagram, but, um, at Dempster 46 on Twitter and at Dempster 46, 40 or 46, 46 on Instagram. So, um, yeah. And then anytime we're on marquee trying to do stuff, I'll be calling some games middle of March and, uh, uh call the Canada and, uh, and, and the Cubs game March 8th. I can't wait. My boys from team Canada trying to shock the world and upset some people at the w, WBC. And, and rooting for Owen Casey, too. I will be at that game, Demp. I can't wait to see you out in Arizona, and thank you so much for coming on. You got it, brother. Take care.